Good morning, church. Is it awesome to be here and worship our true God, our King? And we are from different parts of the world, but still we worship one true God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And it's a great opportunity to be with you today. And uh, I'm really encouraged. You know, one thing I want to tell you, don't tell to anyone because of the pulpit. You know, when I was called to preach in any churches, the problem I'm telling to you I have is, Always their pulpits are this much height. And I need to go there and say, there is something, I need something to come up and people see me. And I was like, you know, sometimes I'm discouraged, but I'm so much angry. Thank you, Pastor Matthew, for this wonderful pulpit, which I can see. But I want Christ to be seen in my life. Amen. Praise the Lord. Brothers, I have an encouragement that I have a discouragement too. Pastor Matthew wants me to preach only 30 minutes. Did you? I'm sorry. I'm just, just kidding. An Indian pastor preaching 30 minutes? I don't know how many people went to India. I want to know how many people went to India. Oh, that's great. Okay. So if you go to India and if you preach, you need to preach minimum one hour, one and a half hour. And people still want to hear the word. And... Uh, it's like a test for me today to preach for 30 minutes. And Pastor Matthew gave me his mobile phone so that I will see the time and I'll be on time. And, and so I know the test now. Okay. So, brothers, I'm excited to be with you. And I want to tell you, you're making a big difference in our lives and lives of the people back in India. In Hyderabad and the villages. Those are the places where we're going and preaching the gospel, making disciples and planning churches. That's our heart, and that's what cross-mission is. And you're partnering with us for this great work back in Hyderabad. I would say when people are coming to know the Lord, I remember you, that you're praying for us. And you are financially supporting us. And it means a lot to us. And I never remember last time when I was here, we were too, Susan and me, we asked all of you to pray uh, for us that we want to have a son. And I still remember all the ladies from ECC Offerland put their hands on us and prayed for us. I would say that's an answer prayer at that time. And we got him. And we came here on February 20-something, uh, 20 and God gave us on November 27th. And he's an answer to our prayer. Paul is here with you. And thank you so much for your love and for your prayers. It, uh, God is good to us, and uh, thank you for everything. Pastor Matthew, whenever you say, I love you, brother, it means a lot to me. I'm telling from my heart. I miss sometimes, and you were, when you're touching me, talking to me, and uh, giving a time like this, sharing my thoughts and my heart to you, it means a lot to me. You're my family. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I want to tell, I want to just give, I know this is the church, the word is taught and preached. I do hear Pastor Matthew's sermons online in website, where you have an ACC of LM website. And that's an encouragement to me. I want to bring the word that the Lord has just really gives me passion for souls. I want to tell you, I was in Cambodia last uh, year um, in August, where my friend from North India, he called me. I want to go and see how the Lord is working in Cambodia. That's my passion, to go to different villages and towns. And we went there, and I was talking to a pastor. And he's 
He's 45 years old. I met him. He looks, he looks really, he's hungry for the souls. And I was, I was talking to him. Please, Pastor, can you tell me your testimony? And he started saying his testimony. He planted and, and how the Lord led him. When I heard the story, tears came out of my eyes. I want to tell you, you know why? The Lord blessed him in such a way he can plant eight churches where he's able to reach hundreds of people for Christ. That's okay. That's, God is doing great things there in Cambodia. But I heard something in his sermon, in his testimony, when he's saying, when Vietnamese people, Vietnamese people took captives of these Cambodian people, he was one of them. And he was in prison. That's where a missionary from the U.S., Mark, came and gave the gospel in that prison. And he gave his life to the Lord. And he came back. And the gospel is haunting him to go and preach this gospel. And he went to every village and planted eight churches. I was like, what a passion you have. Oh, Mark, where are you? What a passion you have. Going to a prison and preaching the gospel. You want to make disciples even in prison? I want that passion. I want that passion in my life. I want to preach this gospel. Let people know this Christ. That he is the creator, not the creation. Think about India. People worshipping the creation. Snakes, cows, and trees. We don't want that to be happen. As a disciple of Christ. I want everybody in India to worship our true God. I asked the Lord, Lord, give me that heart to preach this gospel. And like Mark, and like this pastor, what he's doing. You know, I'm encouraged that day. We led 33 people to the Lord in Cambodia for one week. Is it amazing? The Lord just is, is doing great things in Cambodia. I want to tell you, I think we need to have that passion for lost people. When I saw, when he's talking the things I can sense, he is a true disciple of Christ. And he has the heart for Jesus' heart. I want you to look at our Bibles to Matthew chapter 9, which is so familiar to you. I want to read it for you. Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 to 38, which is so encouraging and a motivational passage for me to preach this gospel to the unreached people and unreached villages where Jesus is on the earth. We see verse 35, Jesus went through all the towns and villages. That's where my passion is, villages. Teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. I'm reading in Ivy. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send our workers into his harvest. It's really an encouraging passage that touched my heart every time. When I'm sometimes discouraged and got challenges in these villages, I read these words and I want to get Jesus' heart, uh, you know, again and be encouraged to go to these villages and, and uh, you know, be with the churches and reach more people for Christ. I see these 35 words is something, the summary of Jesus' ministry, what he's doing. He's preaching the gospel, teaching and, you know, and healing the sick and also he's, Moving to the towns and the villages, proclaiming the gospel. That's the summary of his ministry in 36, 37. And you see something, you know, as a special incident happened when Jesus is on earth. And he's looking at his people and he saw something and he felt compassion on them. And you see the, the charge giving and to the disciples pray 
for the, uh, pray for the workers in his harvest. And you, you know the next chapter, you see he's calling 12 disciples and giving this charge to go. And he's giving a method to give this message. I want to tell you, today I want to encourage you to be like Jesus. To win, to have a passion for souls. We need to see as Jesus saw. And feel as Jesus felt. And so that we'll do as Jesus did. Amen. We need to see as Jesus saw. I see here, there are a lot of disciples. We're also watching this crowd. And Jesus is also watching the crowd. I see even the people, they're watching each other. But Jesus saw with different eyes. And with the kingdom mind, I think so, definitely. I see that. In the words, we see what Jesus saw. We see three things here from the verses 37, 36. He, felt com- he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus saw the great need of lost people. Wow. Jesus saw the great need of lost people. I know, I say like this when I'm preaching in the villages. People were following Jesus because for fish curry. And they want to get a fish curry and they want to get a bread. Some are following that even in India too, I would say. There were a lot of people coming, but Jesus, you know, he looked at them and he felt compassion on them. But he saw the great need. Something different he saw. They were troubled. You know, you see the word harassed in some of the uh, translations. You, you see that distressed. A lot of fears, a lot of troubles on their head. They're unable to tell to anyone, but they're just burning inside without Christ. And you see uh, the word helpless. I like uh, how Philip Keller uh, puts uh, this Uh, words like this, a shepherd looks at Psalm 23, describes how sheep can get turned over on their backs and not be able to get up by themselves again. Such sheep are called cast or cast down sheep. These sheep flail at the air with their legs, but they cannot get back on their feet without the aid of the shepherd. Jesus saw the sheep and he got to know that the legs are in the air with the sheep. They cannot get by themselves. They need a shepherd. They need a shepherd, someone to come And hold them up and make them to stand. Wow. Jesus saw me too when I'm 17 years old. He saw my my lostness. I'm I'm, I'm really blessed. And I'm really, you know, whoa, man, who I am? Who am I to be called by God for this ministry? Ah, You want to know my address? Get a sheep. Go to the Bay of Bengal. Come just straight south, you'll get my house. To the south, to Andhra Pradesh. That's the easiest way you can get. I want to tell you, I am a small guy when I'm 17 years old, in a small village, in a small house. But Jesus saw me like how, like how he saw these people here. Jesus saw the great need of lost people. And Jesus also saw the great harvest. I see it here in this verse. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful. Wow, I love that word. Sometimes I feel like, okay, let me get some time of rest today. And when I remember this verse, the harvest is plentiful. I need to run to this village today. 
How can I say it? Harvest is plentiful. Let me share the gospel to my brothers and sisters. Because I know thousands of people are dying every day without Christ. They're on the way to the hell. And I'm on the way to the heaven. How can I leave them like that and just go to heaven by myself? One pastor in the discipleship class, he's asking me, Pastor, can we take anything to heaven? He's thinking an answer. He already has an answer. I think he said, I, I, I think he's thinking, like I'll say, no. I said, no, we can take something when we leave here. We can, say, we can take some souls to heaven. <laughs> I said, oh, really? That's great. Yeah, we can take some souls to heaven. Of course, we cannot take the gold. We can take these cars. We cannot take my clothes. I, can, I cannot take what I love most on this earth. But I can take the souls to heaven. I can save the people for Christ. There are a lot of unreached people groups, 6,000 unreached people groups in the world, and more than that, 3,000 unreached people groups are in India. That's why I'm there. And people are dying every day, and they're not hearing the gospel. That's where my heart is. There's harvest is plentiful. You see, my, uh, John chapter 4, 35, Jesus saying, lift up your eyes. Look at the fields. They're white for harvest. That's, that's true. You know, just last month, I need to tell you, we have uh, an event happened in India called Mahapushkaralu. That's called a big event happens in India where they say the Hindus believe, because the government is Hinduist government, Hindus believe 12 rivers are very special rivers. They are holy. If you put your leg there, you're, you're going to heaven. That's it. If you put your leg in the water. That's what they believe. The 12 rivers they have. And the, east, the, the river Godavari is nearby our house. It goes by our house. And, and 12 days they have a festival, Mahapushkaralu. 41 million people came from all over India and immersed in that water to be saved. When I saw that, wow, what's happening here? You know? And my friend, who is not a believer, I was in touch with him. He, his grandfather died. He took his ashes and to keep those, those ashes mixed with that water so that his grandfather will go to heaven, so that he is saved. Think about this myth. This is how the people are. This, this is what Jesus is looking at. We need to see as Jesus saw. He saw their need of lost people. Jesus saw the harvest is plentiful. The harvest is plentiful. This, he saw the great harvest of these lost people. And he saw the great need for workers for the harvest. You see, the words. 37b, Matthew chapter 9. Great need for the, great need for workers of the harvest. That's what, we are, we are really discipling these 12 people so that they'll be preaching the gospel, making disciples, and planting multiplying churches. We want to uh, just go village by village and share this gospel with these unreached people groups. God is doing wonderful things in these villages. I can say People who don't want to hear the gospel. The one who said, one, one, one man came to us and said, don't come to this village. If you come again, you will not go back. That means I'll, I'll die. That's what he's saying. Someone need to come and take me. And brother Jay Kumar, we were there. And he came to Jay Kumar and said, get out man. And Jay Kumar was like this and it almost fell down. But still, Jay Kumar is laughing. That, that touches my heart. He's passionate for the souls. 
And we went back and, you know, his wife came to our church, sat at the end, asked us to pray if they want to have children. And, you know, that's the thing we got. Oh, Lord, this is something to be happened. This is what you brought to us. And we prayed for them. And, you know, and he, she went back, told about us, because we behaved with that lady as our sister. We, we, we just showed our love to her. We didn't say, you, your, your husband better, so just get out, you know, something like that. She got that. She went back and told to her husband about the whole story, what happened, the prayers and what we taught and everything. And when we were on the way uh, to his house, he called us and said, Pastor Moses, Pastor Jacobar, come to her house. And tell about this Jesus. I want to know more about this Jesus. That touched me in my heart. Wow. Yeah. There, there need to be someone. There are people eagerly waiting to hear who Jesus is. And what he has done. I said, thank you, Lord, for giving me this opportunity. Do something miracle here, Lord. I want this guy, the one who's, who made us to go out of this village. He used to say, come to my village and stay here. That's what, that's what our desire is. And you know, we shared the gospel with him. He gave his life to the Lord. That's a miracle happened. He's coming to the church. He's a gangster working for a member of legislative assembly as a gangster. You know, he's not a really good guy. But now he's coming to the church. And the Lord, you know, took over him. And he's in the church. He's helping us a lot in the church in every way what we can do. Is it, is, this is what God is doing in India. I want to tell you, my brothers, otherwise I cannot be in that village. I was in charge of pastoring a church. I want to be in charge, really. I like the AC very much. Oh, I love it. Uh, that's very good. But I want to be in this village just because the harvest is plentiful. And we need workers. That's what our heart is. Cross mission is training God called men to preach the gospel. Make disciples and plant churches. Multiplying churches. We want churches to be planted everywhere. We want Christ to be Yes, Pastor Matthew is saying, every tribe, every trunk, all people, all nations should come together and say, he's the Lord. And, it, and Christ, God is our salvation. You know, that, that's what we want to see when we're in heaven. That's, that's our passion, your brothers and sisters. That's what we, we want you to pray for. And you're in part of that. And I'm really blessed to, be, to partner with you and you're partnering with us and the encouragement that you have been to. And we, see, we need to see as Jesus saw. He saw the great need of lost people. He saw the great, uh, great harvest. He saw, the, he saw the great harvest of the lost people. And he saw the need of workers for the harvest. When he saw these things, we see that he felt something. We need to feel as Jesus felt. He, he felt compassion. He felt compassion on them. Something special, that word, when I see uh, some words study on that. It's not something action on my face. As though uh, I'm, I'm doing something for other people. But he felt really, compa- he moved inside. That's what the word says. Moved inside. The guts, that's what we say, the vernacular language. It's something he moved his heart. He don't want to stand. He's like. Maybe he's crying. That's what disciples So That's what Matthew is writing. He felt compassion. Wow. Are we, are, do we feel in time like that when we see people uh, in, our, in, our, in our places or where, where we're working or wherever I am? 
That's, that's my desire. I want to be like that. I want, to, I want to be compassionate and preach the gospel. I know, I've read a story. Um, one lady went to North Africa, and uh, she, she wanted to reach these Muslim uh, uh, children there. She was uh, preaching the gospel, sharing the gospel to that brother, and he was adamant to this gospel, and he didn't hear her any time. He was like against to her. But he used to come for the English classes, and the last day, these this boys want to go to a different place, and that's the last day that he's going to meet uh, this sister, the missionary. And he's, uh, he's going, just going back, and she was looking at me. She's praying inside. I want this guy to be saved. And her tears came out, streaming on her face. What a love she has for this brother. What a compassion she has. And, you know, he went to that gate, at the last gate. He turned back to this sister back. He saw that she is crying. And he ran up from there to this sister and said, he hugged and said, I want to know more about this Jesus. Tell me. Oh, I've never seen a person like that crying for me. That, that many tears on your face. And you were telling about this Christ since many times, but you conquered my heart with your love and with your, with your compassion. I think this is something special which we need to learn as, as the disciples of Christ, like having a heart like Jesus. We need to see as Jesus saw and we need to feel as Jesus felt, which is amazing. Oh, my brothers, I want to tell you there's something so that we can do when we see as Jesus saw and feel as Jesus felt. We can see, we can do how he did. When you see the verse 35, I can see Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. All the towns, all the villages is, is moving and teaching and proclaiming the good news to these people in all these villages and towns. I think Jesus has heard. He saw the need of these lost people. He saw the harvest. He saw the need of the workers there. And he's, he's moving with his leg. He wants to do something. This is so special to me. He wants to do something. He's moving. I know it's not easy to move from one town to town and villages to villages. We were like doing work in our villages. We want to plant churches, so we are doing a survey. Me and some of our brothers, we get an auto, go to every village. We get up in the early morning at 7 o'clock, get some tea breakfast, and then get into the auto where you have three wheels auto, auto rickshaw. And we go to every village and pray and pray and see where the Lord is opening the doors. We want to go every village. And when we were doing that, the Lord just started opening the doors. There's one, we were staying under a tree, and we were praying, Lord, show some, one man to plant a church here, we want to preach the gospel and plant a church. One old man came to, to us and said, who are you? He said, I'm Moses. What do you do? If I say, I definitely a pastor, then they'll say, get out from here. I serve Christ. Okay, good. What do you do? I come to the villages and tell about uh, Christ. Because they have a word, pastor means something different for them. So, he said, why don't you come to my house? We went to his house. His, his son and his wife having a problem. 
He asked us to pray. We prayed, shared the gospel. The whole family gave their lives to the Lord. I never thought I'll meet that person. We were and we are praying and asking the Lord to show the way. And I have a lot of stories to tell you like that. Anyway, but I will remember. Pastor Matthew gave me the mobile. Okay. I have five more minutes. Okay. So I want to tell you, this is my passion. This is my heart for brothers. This is something God is doing great. The harvest is plentiful. We need workers to work. And I see what Jesus did is moving every town and villages, teaching the word. Wow. Teaching the word, preaching the gospel, kingdom, kingdom-minded, preaching the, the gospel of the kingdom. We may think, I may not do publicly the teaching, and I may not preach the gospel on the stage. Or you can share with some brother or sister in your classroom or with your, uh, with your neighbor when you're there on the road. And you can, uh, you can talk about this great God. And I think God will do wonders. Until unless I shared the gospel with 33 people when God led them in Cambodia. I was something like, okay, okay, okay. But when I see the Lord working with these 33 people sharing the gospel, I was like, come on, I got the world for Christ. See, that's the energy when we are moving into these villages, towns, and preaching the gospel. Jesus uh, ministered to the spiritual and physical needs. What, that's what Jesus did when he's on the earth. He met the spiritual needs and also the physical needs. We see teaching and proclaiming the gospel and also healing the sick people. I would say Jesus and the apostles had the gift of healing. But now what we do, we pray and trust in God. He can heal at any time if he wants, at any time. But we trust in him and we pray. Or we ask grace, Lord, help me to stand for in this trouble or in this sickness. So we preach. Uh, in, in India, too. That's what we teach. That's what we believe in, in the gospel and in the, in the concerning the healing. Your brothers, I want to I tell you this is something so special God is working at in India. We have 1.1 billion people in India. And I want to tell you it's a big number to reach for Christ, 1.1 billion people. There's an author in Bihar where we have 17 million people, no churches there. Still, my heart haunts for it. And we have, you know, we need, uh, there's a, an organization did a survey, and I read an article on Facebook. We need 600,000 workers now to preach the gospel in India. And we need uh, 300 million people doesn't have a Bible in their own language. And 600 million people doesn't have missionaries or churches in their villages. No churches, no missionaries, no pastors. Anyone preaching the word. If you go to them and say, Jesus, who is that man? Tell me where he lives. That's what they say. There are places in India nobody knows about Jesus too. That's where our cross-mission hearts were. We want to go there and preach the gospel. And you can also join. You, you already joined with us and partner with us. You can also come as teams and be a part of the great work, what God is doing. And that can be a great help for us as a person. Uh, that means a lot to us. And what, we, what the home groups are doing now is great. They're really partnering with the individual church planter. It's not just giving the money, but to have a relationship with this pastor, encouraging him physically, spiritually, what Jesus did, and being with him, knowing his heart, 
and seeing the needs, praying for him, encouraging him so that he can be uh, a national, indigenous missionary who can easily reach his people uh, for Christ. And I, I thank for the missions team and the board of elders and your heart and your heart and Pastor Matthew for your heart and your commitment for the gospel. You're already, already making a big difference in our lives and through our lives. And my brothers were all 12 disciples who are being disciples so that they go and disciple hundreds of brothers in those villages next 30, 40 years if we live on earth. Praise the Lord. We want to go heaven as soon as possible. But we want to be here on earth so that we preach the gospel, make disciples, and plant churches for Christ. That's our heart's desire. I know somewhere right here, if you're praying, uh, Jesus prayed for the workers. That's what we see in the Bible. He said, he commanded, pray for the, pray for the workers. He said, come on, pray for the workers. It's, it's, it's dangerous when we pray for the workers because sometimes Jesus can come and put hand on you, tap a hand on you and say, you go. <laughs> he said, he did that to me when I'm 17 years old. I want to be a doctor. Uh, you may ask me why you want to be a doctor. Get good name, good money, have good family, earn lots of money, build big buildings, and die. <laughs> That's what my father said. What do you want to do, man? I said, I want to do this, that, that. Great, great. What do you want to do at next? I said, well, what do I want to do? We'll go, all, we'll die. He said, no, there's something behind that. I said, what's that? Tell me. Oh, the Spirit started working in my heart. Oh, there's something behind that. After that, there is something that made me to think about this Christ. That he changed my heart. And from then, no peace in my heart. I want to, my father was searching for a seat in, a, in, a, in a, a medical college, and I'm getting prepared. There's no peace in my heart. I am a man. I want to run in the villages. How can I cut the, the stomachs of the other people? I think it's not possible now. He wants me to be on the field with the gospel. I said to my father, there's something happening in my heart. I want to share this gospel to people. He said, okay, if God is telling you that thing, let me pray about that. He said, I said to him, what I need to do uh, to tell the gospel to other people? He said, you need to go to a Bible college. And my friends were saying, go to a Bible college. They're looking at me and laughing at me, going to a Bible college. What, what's happening with you? I said, no, I'm doing it. I'm doing for my Christ. And when I said that, there's a joy in my heart. I want to do this for Christ. And the Lord just, Pastor Cam is the one, when I shared with him, he said, you're going to a Bible college, and I'm going to support you financially. I said, this is the answer again. And I said, we, we, I was there for six years in a Bible college learning the word. I say MTH, Master's in Theology, but I name it differently, Empty Head. We will not learn anything there. In the sense, I don't know anything. I want to learn every day with Christ, sitting the word and learning the word. You know, I, I'm saying just, we know some things how to learn, but we may not learn the whole thing six years there. You know, that's what I mean. But the Lord just really encouraged me when I went to Bible college. The Lord started speaking to my heart. Even there, reaching the villages, planning the churches, God blessed us in a special way. I want to tell you, my brothers, it's dangerous sometimes when we pray, we want to be you know, uh, we, when we ask God for the workers to, uh, to come and work in this field, because he can come and tap you and say, why don't you go? I don't know how many people are thinking in that way, and I don't know how many people God is speaking to you, but he spoke to me, 
and uh, it's a blessing to me spiritually and uh, physically in different ways. And I want to tell you, we need to, we need to have the passion for souls, for the kingdom that Jesus had. That's the heart. We need to pray and ask God, 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 give me how Jesus had the heart. I want that heart for me to preach the gospel, make disciples and plant churches. And, and uh, we see if we, how do we get that? If we, if we see as Jesus saw and feel as how Jesus felt, then we do as Jesus did. Preaching the kingdom, making disciples, and planting churches through those disciples. And I believe God uh, will do in and through us. And I, I ask the Lord for that to happen in our lives so that we make disciples and plant churches. I, I thank you for giving me this time. Let's pray. We'll ask God to give our hearts so that we'll be a people to listen to his word and his call so that we'll be passionate souls, for the lost souls there are, there are great need in India, in other countries like Afghanistan or different Pakistan, different places a lot of workers are need to be there where they can preach the gospel, make disciples and plant churches oh God you are holy you are the king you are the creator Lord, there are many people who are worshiping the creation. Lord. And when you saw them, you felt compassion on them. When you're watching now, you felt compassion on them. And you you need workers. As we are your people, we want to go and share this good news to others. Lord, give us that heart to see how you saw these people and to feel how you felt when you're on the earth and do how you did. Jesus, God, we need your help for this. Thank you for the word so that we may not just listen to this, but we may apply it in our lives and live a life imitating Christ. Thank you, Lord, for this time of fellowship with my brothers and sisters. And thank you for the partnership that you've given to us through this church. And Lord, we want every tribe, every language, group, people, come to every nation, come together and say, you are the Lord, you are the King. Every knee shall bow down. I pray that your kingdom be built in this world. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.